0: Welcome back, Crush Out Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. Stop what you're doing. If you haven't heard, the side project has started. Crush a lot Podcast presents 10-minute reviews with Sir Loveday. Go to the link. Subscribe to that right now. It's only 10 minutes per episode. And by the time you get to this, it'll be like over 30 episodes. We're gonna be dropping daily, that's right, daily episodes. So check that out but this is about our special guest. I'm super excited to have our guest on as hip hop is kind of having a resurgence in the kind of like more boom bap style um, and we're gaining momentum there. New, exciting artists are getting bigger push, more established artists that have been around are getting more notice, more exposure. And one of the people that got on my radar was a, a wonderful producer that reminds me so much of early 90s hip-hop with a more modern take to it. Please welcome to the show one of my favorite producers right now, Hop Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, how are you?
1: What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Man, I'm good. What part of the world are you in? I'm, I'm currently in the UK. In the UK. That's, um, that's
0: where Farm is at.
1: Yeah, yeah, about three hours north of where um, of where Farmer resides. So he's in, he's in London, and then I'm up in, up in Birmingham. So I'm in the second city.
0: In the second city. So explain how a thing called hip-hop that was born in the Bronx, New York, travels across the ocean uh, to the UK into your ears, and you decided, man, how do I be a part of that? How did that process happen?
1: uh tim westwood pretty much i don't know if you heard of uh tim westwood is a uh, kind of an uh, an older generation radio dj he used to be on radio one um he had a radio one show on a saturday night uh and radio one is like our kind of you know our our, our main station here in the uk um that's got the biggest kind of listenership um BBC Radio One. So yeah, so so I used to hear he had a uh, a hip hop show on a Saturday night, um, and he and that's how I kind of got uh, like access, I suppose, to 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 the music. Um, my kind of my first real passion, I suppose, for hip hop was was DJing, and that the the thing that kicked that off, funny enough, was uh, he used to do like mixes, he used to have guest mixes from uh, Funk Master Flex. I heard Funkmaster Flex do like an old school kind of um, uh, like like funk and soul and kind of breakbeat kind of mix. With two, he was doing two records and, and chopping and I couldn't I, just, I, I couldn't I, could, I didn't actually know what he was doing when I was hearing it. Um, but I just loved what I heard and thought, that's what I want to do. That's I need to, I need to learn how he's doing that and try and do it. So I saved up, I bought decks, um, some really crappy belt-driven kind of cam, really, you know, not Technics, they weren't the first decks I had. No,
0: no technics. Um, no and I things. used
1: to think, yeah, 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 I got them eventually, but but started off on some really, some really like crapper versions of them basically. And, and I used to, because I didn't, you know, there was no, I didn't have Sky TV, I didn't have cable or digital TV or anything like that. So and no real visual reference for what, these these guys were doing it, how they were doing it so i was guessing i was i was kind of just trying to work out from hearing what it was so initially i thought he was doing it by dropping the needle from one i thought that's how he was that's what i was trying to do i was trying to literally pick the needle up and drop. i didn't realize at the time he was going between two records so eventually uh, the, i worked out obviously that it wasn't what the, he was art, doing.
0: the art form of djing it was like not something that was widely taught and people kept their secrets no. to themselves because it was a craft. And yeah. Part of it was just learning how to do it and playing around and mastering things. And you're over there, like, yeah. okay, so I guess it's like that. Why do you have a penny on your needle head? Why do you have two pennies on your needle head? Like all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were kind yeah. Of, uh, people were kind of figuring it out. But isn't that what hip hop is really? Hip hop is really is like the, the rebellion towards not having at least in New York, the rebellion of not having music programs in the school and having the communities being ripped up for this Gowanus. and like, I'm literally live like a few feet from the Gowanus and I lived through that experience of yeah. people being displaced. So that's kind of like where hip hop started. So this sampling thing and sampling other musics to make new sounds and manipulating, that was that is the art form. People could take it for what it is and other opinions are out there, but one of the things that I like about your production style is the nuances to the sampling that you do. Reminds me a of lot of my favorite producer, the RZA. And the RZA is someone who takes a millisecond of a sound and does so much with it. And that's mm-hmm. your style. Reminds me of that. Who are some of the influences in production-wise when you think about the DJing The breaking, the production side of it—that really took your imagination. Like the RZA took my imagination, like really took it out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, before I mean, it definitely RZA is a massive, um, a massive influence, and the whole Wu Tang movement was a huge influence on me. Um, I was around—I'm the same age as you because I've heard I've heard you say your age on the um, on the podcast before. Me, you—that my birthday's coming up
0: though. Birthday's coming up and I'm going to link to pay, pay, PayPal for one day for those who want to send yeah. something. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so, so, so you know, I've, probably, I've grown up probably on similar. You probably had access to more, a wider variety of music than I have. I would imagine being over there while it's all going on. Uh, but like I said, we did have the radio and I had friends would give me tapes. And kind of the first, I think the first hip hop tape that I got given on cassette, um, which was recorded over... A red hot chili peppers tape so it was a record you know like when you record over it, the tissue in the tape and all that kind of stuff um was, was cypress hill um black sunday mugs uh, so mugs real? yeah yeah so so when mugs is now playing my stuff on his show to me that's just mind. you know blows my literally blows my mind because this is the guy who really introduced me um the whole kind of the whole kind of sound, and I definitely you know he's got a big influence on, on, what I'm doing, the RZA definitely, um, and really that new I'm I'm again like you I did listen to the West Coast stuff um, you know I like Funk Dubious I, I, I really yeah. got into them Snoop Dogg obviously, but the East Coast was my my thing, and I think that probably comes through in the sound as well you know the, oh for yeah, sure Mob Deep yeah yeah Mob Deep have all that's all them guys.
0: You already know. I, I keep it 100. I'm East Coast. It takes me a while. You have to impress me. Outside of New York, you really need to impress me to really get me to mess with you that way. When I was younger, now I'm, I'm a more... I'm not so stubborn. A bit more yeah,
1: more yeah, open minded yeah, yeah. But the
0: music is so much, I find richer and better. I mean, besides Bone Thugs, who was really took the imagination, and re- mm-hmm. really not duplicate. You can't duplicate that sound. Uh, no one really. It was good stuff, but it wasn't. I was. I took the side, and I was. I was okay with being that side. Now the yeah. idea of the idea of Hobgoblin. Your your image. Um, the icon which I think the fabulous the new one I think is great how did that idea of I'm going to be hobgoblin because hobgoblins read pretty much iconic in in the comic book game and a little bit in the mainstream um environment as well it's not like a a a very it's a well-known character how has that become your moniker um, it's not like someone. It's not like Wu Tang, you know, Method Man. What's Method Man? What's a if you know who? If you happen to know who the Ghostface Killer was from the Wu Tang movies, there was a reference there, but it was still an obscure avatar. Yeah. Why
1: Hobgoblin? Um, to be honest, um, I I kind of that any any it wasn't necessarily specifically for the Hobgoblin. One. I like comics and I like the whole Marvel movement. I'm not. I'm not a Chong wizard level of kind of, um, you know, geeking over it at all, at all. Um,
0: him and Zilla rock talk, whole... could go all day about their obscure sea okay. level, uh, characters. Yeah. And I'm, and that's a podcast yeah, yeah. by itself. And I would listen.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not into it to that, to that extreme. I'll be honest. It's, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm a secondary school teacher by, by trade. Um, you know i i i didn't grow up with a silver spoon but i didn't come up particularly hard either um and so i have kind of feel like i've got like this split this kind of split personality with the with the whole you know superhero thing whether you're there one thing in the public eye um and then something else away from that with a hidden you know with the whole hidden personality thing so that's i really kind of i suppose adopted that for that reason that because i am I've got this really kind of hardcore, gritty. You know, there's there's people in people in my family don't know that I do this. You know, what I mean, it's kind of, it's something that's kind of quite quite separate and away from from a lot of friends and family. Um, you know, that I do that I do just kind of on my own. So I, a lot of it came from that. But I've, I suppose I went for a villainous character as opposed to one of the one of the heroic characters because of the sound. You know, that no, kind no, of, your sound as murderous. Is, is, yeah, it, it's, yeah.
0: Uh, some. Like, the instrumentals, especially the stuff on the Chang Wizard stuff, they're uncomfortable. They're eerie. Yeah. And they're like... don't oh, know where that comes from? You know? I don't know. I just feel like there's, like, whatever scene on the video where someone's about to go around the corner and something bad's going to happen, that's the track that reminds me of your stuff. And I like <laughs> that. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, so yeah. I walk that way anyway. Like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah so, not gentrified Brooklyn, though, like when I grew up, before the gentrification. Now I feel safe. Um, so yeah. I think that's that's an interesting take. Because even with My Name Cheese, I mean, I work with youth. I put that out there. But My Name Cheese you, you, is because when the show started with me and, and Callie West, um, it was, we were working at, we worked at, we were at work and I was her boss. And they always called me the Big Cheese. Oh, the big cheese here is time to go okay. to work. I'm like, I guess that's my, I guess that's my name, and that's how it's up. Even can. with Kalina and Sir Love Day, um, I do all the work. They're they they they're, they're there for the personality and what they bring, and it's great stuff. But I literally do everything, and that's mm-hmm. not no, no knock on them. I love my team. I prefer to do it. That's my creative outlet, and that's how the yeah, cheese yeah. came to be. But I wonder if like sometimes. We grow into that, or that's who we are. We just don't necessarily put it out there. We just kind of know innately that's who we are. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing in terms of your name and and how you see it. And then, like, yeah, I'm not sharing that with the family. It's also an interesting thing. Nah. But you're sharing it with me, so I'll 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 take it. Saying that, um, as I go down the the tunnel that is your catalog, and I get impressed more and more. You know, go pick up the Chung Wizard stuff on the Reality Stone, Power Stone, Space Stone. You're going to see some tracks in there from Hop Goblin that are worth your time. Of course, the stuff with uh, Jamal Honesty, he's going to be on the show soon. Uh, Martyr Music, definitely check that out. I just bought the pre-order. Hopefully comes in on time. And yeah, I thank can you rock for that. that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you have arguably one of the most anticipated records for me coming up soon, Angels and Demons with uh, Montana um uh, Maverick Montana from the cloth. What is going on with that? I, I've been aware of it for a while, but now it's like a real thing. Where I see the promo is coming, I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna be broke again. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Hmm. What can what can you say about the project? Um, release dates? Anything that you that you're allowed to share? Of course, would be appreciated. Yeah.
1: Well, we're we're it's coming out this month at some point. Um, exactly when? Um, we haven't nailed it down yet. We've got we're, we're doing. We're still sorting out the business side of things. So, how it's coming out, who it's coming out with, uh, and when that's going to happen. So, just kind of getting it all in order, getting the business all in order. I suppose. Um, it's interesting to how we kind of came together. Um, just to kind of step back a bit, go back a couple of couple of paces. Um, he originally hit me up on on Instagram, on behalf of just the cloth generally. I think. Uh, I think he'd heard, he'd heard some of my stuff and he was just inquiring, you know, how much do you charge? What, you know, what, let's do some business kind of thing. So I got back to him and as, as often happens when people hit you through social media about business, you, you, you know, you give them a response, you give them a price and then you don't hear anything. You get radio silence. So that's what, that's what, what happened. I didn't get anything back. Um, I thought, okay, fair enough. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, doing bits and pieces here there and everywhere so it's fine it's fine and I kind of saw what the cloth were doing and I could see the momentum that they were building with with Mooch and Riggs um at that time more more particularly so I in the end I just hit him back and said look we need to do something um forget the business side of things let's just let's just collaborate let's just do let's just I'll send you some stuff and we'll see where it goes we'll see what happens uh that's what I did, and as I say, the rest the rest is history. And it ended up being me and Mav that really kind of had that um, that kind of connection, if you like, and that that um, that gel. Uh, and what we've got is uh, I'm really proud of, and um, really looking forward to to people hearing what what it is we've done. Um, it's going to be soon, like I said, some point this month.
0: Some. Uh, there's a video shot stacked. already. Marches are stacked. Yeah, stacked stacked and it is but but i'm excited about it i like mooch was on our 100th episode shout out to mooch shout out to the whole cloth i i i'm really hoping that people really support them and and stay with them for a while because they're very calculating they got some stuff coming up but mooch was like he was very (laughs) he was very honest about everything so he was like yeah march 29th i got the stuff with danielson coming out i'm like what Please explain. We wind this. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and then I got this stuff. I'm like, March is just just gonna be one of those things, and I'm okay with that because that's my birthday month. So I'll I'll take it. And Mav is an yeah. interesting MC because everyone's looking at Rig and Mooch. but I think I think to round out the group, having someone like Mav, um, is so vital. So I'm looking forward to that uh, project. I want to take a like you said a few steps back in terms of like the science of producing. Um what what are you using right now? What programs or, or any uh machines that are you using right now that that are your main tools?
1: Fruit loops, pretty much. That's it. Fruit loops and a an keyboard, basic. Um I don't need anything else. You know what I mean, I don't need there's no have I I've I've thought about buying an MPC just because of the iconic um status that it has in Yeah, exactly. But I don't need it. I literally don't need it. Um, and I think, as again, it's a it's a hip hop thing, I suppose. That um, we were talking about earlier about back in the early days, and you kind of working with what you got and and doing what you can with what you have. I can't. I quite like the limitations that that imposes, uh, but not that it do, actually does impose that many limitations anyway, because there's so much software out there now that can do
0: yeah.
1: um, the stuff that you can you can achieve on hardware that uh you know it's it's you can you can mimic it
0: for sure i have the same thing with 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 the podcast and like when i run into other podcasters like respect doing stuff like how do you do yours well how do i do it because there's like those if you're not like npr where they have their own standard everybody kind of does it differently and they were like do you do do you do multi mixes i'm like no i recorded one mix what happens if one mic doesn't work i'm like then I have to do the episode again. Like, yeah, and you know, it's, like, bigger, yeah. it's one mix, one take. Uh, that's how it goes. That's what I want the show to yeah. be. Um, so even with the podcast, people are like, What program you? I go, Audacity. They so were like, But but this better ones. I'm like, I know, but I cut my teeth on this. Like, I know how to use this. I use Audacity.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I drop my samples in. Yeah.
0: yeah, I know how to just, it's just, I'm just so much faster with it than I would with, with yeah. is this thing where I, I just know how to use it. Really quickly So Hip hop is great that way It's like Just take your Your duct tape And what works for you was works um, Man that process I, I definitely want to be In a room with you Just I just want to see How you do things Because The way you present Your music Is just so uh, So captivating To me The way I like my music Anyway So I look forward To more stuff um, Saying that If there's a If there's MCs or producers You want to collaborate collaborate with in the future that you have your eye on who are some of those people
1: um producer wise it's interesting it's an interesting question because i i think um i think when you when you're thinking about it oh yeah producer collaboration sounds like a really good idea it sounds like a really something that could be really exciting but the actual reality of it um when i've done it before personally Hasn't really worked out that well. Like, like I just end up wanting to do to just scrap everything they've done and change it all, which is not really the point, is it? Really, I suppose. Um, so, in terms of producers, I mean, I've I've been talking with a guy called um, I don't know if you may have heard of him, Yellow Balaclava. He's another guy from the UK. Yeah, he's done a He did it. He did the. I found out. Yes, I was listening to um, to Southern Vanguard, and Ricky Ricky Hyde was was on there and apparently um, yellow balaclava did the the cover art for the new album that he just released which I didn't I didn't know uh, but me and him have been talking recently because he's he's from Birmingham as well in, in the UK um so i think we'll probably be doing something um in that's, the near future
0: take my money shout out to vanguard go check out their show they're doing also uh, great stuff that's a great thing about this new wave of Hip hop artists Producers And influencers I guess I don't Podcasters I don't know How we label that It seems like Everybody wants Each other's To win I haven't run into No haters Too much Um And It seems like Everybody wants Each other's To win Everyone's pushing Putting over each other's work, and I think it's just a great, great time for music. And I definitely want to hear more from from your music. It definitely has my imagination. So, if you haven't listened to any of the Hobgoblin stuff, go do that now. You can find some of his stuff over at the Chung Wizard stuff. Um, one of my favorite track with the with Smooth and Husking Pin, right in the first track on Reality Stone, was is is sensational. Go check out the stuff from, with Jameel Honesty over the Martyr Music. Pay attention to the Mav, uh, Angel, and Demons project coming out sometime in March. Just pay attention. Follow him on social media. He'll Mm -hmm. give you the lowdown right then and there. Check out the 10-Minute Review Podcast. All the links are below. We are doing a full-fledged review with that album. So check that out. And then we'll also do the Mav and Angels and Demons when it comes out. So... You know, we got you guys covered. Crutch a lot podcast. We appreciate you, Hobgonik. Thank thank you for being on the show. Go check you out his out. stuff and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.